Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's time to talk about week 13 in the National Football League. I'm joined by Bill in Florida. And Bill, we're on a good run here. Last two weeks, well, two weeks ago, we went 3-1-1 one, and one against the number. Last week, we went 4-1. and one. How do you feel about this week? I feel like it's 5-0 and oh week. I think that's what it is. And I can't wait for it. I, it's a shame that the Bucs lost, but... You know, finally, Todd Bowles figured out a way to stop Tom Brady. The only problem is he's his coach, so he's not the coach of the Jets anymore. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Hopefully this year can finish solid. You're still in first place, so you're you're still in the playoffs <laughs> as of today. So let's yeah. uh, talk trends before we, we get to our picks. Underdogs year to date, 98, 76, and 6 against the number. That's 56.3%. Home underdogs, 40 and 29. 58% and the unders, well, they continue to cash this year, 101 and 77, 56.7%. Best against the spread teams year to date, Tennessee, the New York Giants, and Cincinnati are all eight and three against the number. The worst against the spread team, the defending Super Bowl champion, LA Rams are two, seven, and two. And I can't believe at a plus seven at home, I'm not even going to touch them this week. That's how bad they've been. Top over team year to date, the Cleveland Browns, 7-3-1 to the over. The top under team, yeah, it's not been good in Denver. They are 10-1 to the under this year. And before the picks, don't forget to save the juice. Please join me on Better Edge. No juice, peer-to-peer wagering. Claim your no deposit, free $20 by clicking the link in the show notes. And then once again, please follow me on the site. So Bill, lead us off with a winner. Who do you got? Well, I got a very, very bitter Ravens team at home against the Broncos. And I think that after the uh, heartbreaking loss that they faced at the, fa- at the hands of the Jaguars, I think the Ravens are going to be in a bounce back mode. And I think this might be the beginning of their scorched earth effort to end the season. The Broncos are two and seven against the spread on the road this year, and they're three and eight overall this year against the spread. And the Ravens are no better, really, but they are two and five against the spread in their last seven games. But when an opponent has eight or more losses and they're playing at home, the Ravens are 10 and one. And it's a funny fact because when you look at the stats and everything, Carson Wentz has more passing touchdowns than Russell Wilson. So I think this might be an eight nothing game, but I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of the uh, the Broncos offense. I'm really, really pretty confident and, and I trust the Ravens defense. So I like the Ravens as an eight-point favorite at home hosting the Broncos. you have any takes on that game? Well, I loved your fun fact about Russell Wilson compared to Carson Wentz since Wentz hasn't played in like seven weeks. So that, that was yeah. funny to me. Uh, yeah. I agree with the play. I like the Ravens in that game. I could never back the Broncos. That, that team appears to be imploding. It's been a train wreck all year. I tried to believe that they could turn it around. I have no faith, and I do agree with you. I think the Ravens are going to turn it on late in the season, still win that division, make a good run in the playoffs. So I would definitely be on your side if I had to play that game. My first pick, I'm going to go the homer direction here. It is the Minnesota Vikings, minus three against the New York Jets. So the buzz this week has been that Minnesota is only plus five on the point differential. They are the worst nine and two team in NFL history. Well, that's a correct number, but in those nine wins, they've yet to win by less than three points. The Vikings had a couple extra days off. I think they win the game, so I'll lay the three with my purple at home against the New York Jets. 
I like that pick. I think that's a good pick. I don't know who's going to start a quarterback. It's either going to be, you know, Mike White. He looked like, you know, the second coming of Kenny O'Brien. Um, but who knows? They could start Zach Wilson. I'm going to go with the Lions. All I know is I have Kurt Cousins starting for me, and I have Justin yeah. Jefferson. I have Delvin Cook. I have Adam Thielen. I have Hawkinson at tight end. I got all the weapons, Bill. I'm going to win that game. I think you're right. I think you could. Well, the next one I'm going to go to is probably the only time I would ever use a shootout when it talks when I'm talking about four and seven teams. The Jags visiting the Lions in in Detroit. And the line opened at 48 and a half points total. And I'd like the over on this. And since it, I've looked at it and since I've locked it in at 48 and a half points, it's climbed up to 51 and a half points. 51 and a half is kind of scary to me, but I still think this is playable. 50 points are over. The over is seven and four in Lions games. And I think if Etienne plays, I think this could be a definite over game. Playing on that fast turf, playing in a dome stadium. I think this really kind of favors the um I think it favors the Jags a little bit. I don't like the the point spread and I don't like the money line play. I think the play to win is the over 48 and a half. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. It's going to be a fun game between two, four, and seven teams. That's the first time I've ever think I said that. So we'll see. Well, it's so exciting, Bill. I'm playing the same game. I'm taking a different take on it. I'm going to be a little more aggressive. I'm going to play Detroit plus the one over Jacksonville. Um, To Bill's point, the lines have been moving in this game, and I believe it is because ETN at least returned with limited touches today at practice. Um, So this game, I got it a plus one. It's been a minus one, moving all over the board. Uh, The Lions are scoring more, but only have two more yards per game on offense than the Jaguars. I was actually surprised by that when I saw that stat. Uh, Jacksonville defensively gives up a full touchdown less than Detroit, and they give up 53 yards less on defense. The Lions' three-game winning streak, of course, ended on Thanksgiving with that tough three-point loss to Buffalo. As Bill mentioned, Jacksonville pulled off the amazing comeback to beat Baltimore by one on Sunday. Maybe a little letdown going on the road in this game. Now, if ETN goes, is he going to be limited? I don't know. I'm not sure. At four and seven, I don't know if the Jaguars are going to push him too hard. The Lions have either won or stayed within four points in nine of 11 games this year. It's a coin flip game. I'm going to back the Lions at home for once, plus the one over Jacksonville. And we both get to watch that one, Bill. Yes, we do. It's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, The next game, though, remember earlier in the year, I said that the Vikings versus the Bill was going to be the the game of the year. Well, and I'm probably right about that so far. The next game that I think is really going to be fun to watch is the Commanders hosting or going to New York and facing the Giants. And I like the Giants as a two and a half home home dog here. You know, I love my home uh, underdogs here. But the Giants are six and two against the spread their last eight games. They're five and two as home dogs. And the last seven games, they're five and two straight up versus Washington. And I know I love Taylor Heineke and everything, but I think this Giants team, even though they're going up against a very stingy defense in Washington, I still think they're going to be able to, to, to run the ball. And I think the home field really pays dividends, especially in that um, NFC East. I think, you know, I think the Giants are going to be really good. I think their lack of um, a wide receiver isn't going to be an issue. Uh, the Giants are really coming off a, a heartbreaking loss. Um, 
And I really think the Giants are going to cover that spread at home. Two and a half point underdogs at home. I think they can do that. I think Brian Dable is a great motivator. And I think that's what we'll see. I agree with everything you said, Bill. Um, the only thing that surprised me there is I thought you were personally related to Tyler Heineke, how much you brag him up. So <laughs> I can't believe you went against family, uh, but you still establish your love for Heineke and this, the, the script about the Giants. So thank you much for that. Yeah, you're um, welcome. Washington has won three straight. Giants have lost two straight. First meeting of the year between the bitter division rivals. Uh, both teams are in the playoff race, but the Giants, I expect to be really dialed in for this one. They have three games on their schedule remaining against the top two teams in the NFC. They get the Eagles twice, and they still have the Vikings once. So this once promising season could soon fade away without a win. I love teams with their backs against the wall at home. So I'm with Bill. I'm also back in the Giants plus the two and a half. Okay, so the four o'clock game of the year. This is what this is. Is the Dolphins traveling to the 49ers? Now, I was flip-flopping between the Dolphins as a road underdog at plus four, or I was going to go with the under 46. And what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to bet the Dolphins plus the four. When I see that there's maybe a chance that CMC doesn't play and that Elijah Mitchell's on the IR and that even Jimmy Garoppolo had struggled to play this time and they're on their second quarterback, they're on their third running back, and Debo Samuel is still kind of hurt. I think if they can stop George Kittle and they can block Joey Bosa, I think that they got a chance to get it. Or is it Nick Bosa? It's a Bosa. It's, it's a Bosa. It's an Ohio State Bosa. If they can block them and give it to a time to find Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, I believe the Dolphins can win this, but I definitely think it's going to be a closer game than four points. So I've got the Dolphins on the road plus the four points. That doesn't surprise me. Greatest show on surf. I Mm -hmm. keep saying it. Those Dolphins are fun. I think that's a great matchup. I can't wait for that game. Um, I think I would side with you just getting the points because I don't know what's going to happen on the San Fran side and the dolphins are just a good offensive team. So I think they can score against anybody. Uh, my fourth play, I I'm a liar. I'll just admit it right now. I'm going to play the Atlanta Falcons plus the one against Pittsburgh. So I said after week six that I would fade the six and O Falcons against the spread the rest of the year until things evened out. Well, I said I'd play them the rest of the year, but it's evened out that fast for me. So since that time, I've gone 5-0-1 fading the Falcons. The only game I didn't win, Bill and I pushed. We both got the plus three when they beat the Bears by three. So if I lose this bet, of course I'm going to have regret, but I think it's the proper time to jump off the fade train. This game is plus or minus one, depending on the book, of course. The Falcons have lost three of four, and yet they're tied in the win column with Bill's Buccaneers. The Steelers are coming off a Monday night win over Indianapolis that cost my kids their Christmas gifts, by the way. That one hurt me. Pittsburgh has several starters dinged up. I can't believe it, but I'm going to back the Falcons plus the one at home. What do you think about that one, Bill? I like that one. I like I like the Falcons. The Falcons have been pretty solid for me. You know, early in the year, I haven't played them yet because I haven't, I've lost the trust in them, but I like that pick. I think they've got a great shot to, to win that game, especially at home. So the next play, so. game, I'm yeah, me too. I really do hope so. Maybe you can get some kids, your kids, some presents this time. You never know. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So the next 
game I've got is the Chargers and the Raiders. And I like the Chargers here. Right now, it, they started off as a, a one-point favorite. And so far, they've moved to a one-point underdog. And the Raiders are actually pretty good against the spread. They're 3-1 and one against the spread as, as um, dogs this year. And But then I looked at the other side of things, and I don't know if you know it, but the Chargers have been really great against the spread. They're five and one as favorites, and they're five and one as um, against the spread on the road in their last six games. And they're also the last seven meetings that they've had against the Raiders. They're five and two against the spread, and they've already covered one time against the Raiders this year. So everything is just pointing to that Chargers team, and I think they have better chemistry than the Raiders. I think that the Raiders are—I don't want to say they're in shambles right now, but they're certainly the chemistry isn't there. And I don't think they play really well right now with um, Josh McDaniels as coach. But I think everything's kind of clicking for the Chargers like we saw last year. And I do like the Chargers as a one-point underdog going on the road. I also like the over in this game because I think the AFC West is probably should be called the AFC over. But I, the official play is the, uh, the one-point underdog Chargers going into LA, LV and Las Vegas. And getting the W and covering the spread. I like that uh, new nickname for the AFC West. I considered it to be like the Pac-12. They just don't play defense. Yeah. Um, so here's a story with my fifth pick. Uh, I was on Las Vegas until Bill sent me an email with his pick, and I sat there and I said, "Okay, two weeks ago we go three one and one. Last week we go four and one." Am I going to go head to head with Bill and ruin a chance for both of us to go five and zero? I said no, I can't do it. So then I tried to look at the game differently, and then I said, okay, Josh Jacobs is questionable. That's a big deal. Maybe the Raiders used up their luck with back to back overtime wins on the road at Denver and Seattle. That's possible. And then there's an angle I like for the Chargers. They were eliminated in overtime in this building in Week 18 last year in the win and in game. So that's a good revenge angle. Bill said everything else I like about the Chargers. They're also only six and five on the season though. And they have playoff teams, Miami and Tennessee on deck. So the bottom line here is they actually need this game too. So I'm not going to go against Bill. I'm going to back the Chargers with them. I also got it at the minus one. So I'm on the Chargers at the Raiders and let's win it together, Bill. Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Okay, so before we recap, uh, any other comments or thoughts going into week 13 here? Um, nothing really. You know, I, I'm leaning towards New Orleans against the Bucks on Monday night. I, you just look at New Orleans' record in Monday night in Tampa. Um, I do like Tennessee's chances against Philadelphia, not to win the game, but to cover that five-point spread. Other than that, it's not – I, I thought I heard Celine Dion singing when I watched Aaron Rodgers walking off the sideline, but that's just me. But I do like that Chicago Green Bay matchup. Could this be a revenge game? Is that video of him saying, I still own you? Is that playing in their locker room all week? And it'll be an interesting game to watch. That'll be a lot of fun. I like the under in that game, too. So. For two bad that's teams, that'll be a good one. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's another. That's that's two two games that we were talking about. With one with four and seven, that is going to be a shootout, and then the Green Bay and Chicago game, which you know has a lot of narratives in it, that could be fun to watch just from that perspective. 
You just got to love some football. prop bets to hit. So I hope Justin Fields plays and I can bet his passing yards under. Okay. Under. Yes, definitely under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill, why don't you recap your five and then I'll get mine. Okay. My five picks are the Ravens at home. Uh, getting an eight and a half point spread as the favorites, the Jags and the Lions over the 48 and a half. That's moved up to 51 and a half. The Giants at home hosting the Commanders at a two and a half point um, home dog. And the Dolphins on the road uh, with a four and a half point underdog against the 49ers. And the last one I liked was the Raiders and the Chargers. I like the Chargers at a plus one. I love it. My five. I'm on the Vikings minus the three over the Jets. My purple pride is showing again. I'm on Detroit plus the one over Jacksonville. I'm with Bill on the Giants plus the two and a half over the Commanders. I'm on Atlanta. Yes, I'm betting the Falcons plus the one against the Steelers. And I'm on the Chargers with Bill minus the one at the Raiders. So, Bill, good luck this week. Let's have three consecutive banner weeks here on the podcast. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.